Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The RPG Show. Uh, I'm your host, Nick, and today uh, we'll be talking about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remake with uh, Kevin. Normally we have Travis, but he has no interest in this game, and I honestly don't blame him too much for that. So, uh, how you doing, Kevin? Good. Yeah, and, you know, I think Final Fantasy, I don't know, I'm just a Final Fantasy fanboy, and I never played it, so I thought I'd give it a chance, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately this uh, was not worth the money. Uh, yeah, even twenty bucks. But, like I think, like uh, like they tried to do something with it, but without the actual hardware and like having people in the same room with you, like the the original version had, like it's definitely not the same kind of experience but uh we'll get into that later so uh what have you been playing besides this uh as soon as i got done with this i started playing uh 13 sentinels which uh that's gonna be the next game we're gonna talk about right for the next yeah so i think i'm the first one that started it you were playing uh something else and travis is uh what's he playing he's playing that robot game, what was it called? Uh, Detroit Become Human? Yeah, Detroit, yeah. He's playing Detroit, so once he's finished with that, he's going to start it. But, uh, yeah, like, so far I'm really liking that game. Like, it's more of a visual novel with than RPG, I would say, but it has it does have battle system and everything, but um, the meat of it's the story, so it's really good. It's, it's a really interesting story, so... All right, much better than this one, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so essentially, like this game um, is a dungeon crawler, I'd say. Um, but it's not really loot based so much. Like you get loot in the terms of like artifacts uh, that you can collect, and uh, you can like craft weapons and armor and shields and accessories and whatnot, uh, and like find healing items such as food. Uh, but the core gameplay loop is like you go into a dungeon, uh, you clear the dungeon, you get this drop of myrrh for your town, and then you go to the next dungeon. And with very little plot I got out of it is like sparsely 
given to you and you kind of have these like random meaningless events that pop up as you're traveling between dungeons and it's kind of just uh all over the place yeah um they seem meaningless at the time but you do need to remember them which they don't really tell you that um i guess that's why you, like everything you do is going to be recorded in a journal so like anytime so like as you're going around the world map like in between um locations you'll get like a event that happens and usually there's a choice you make and whatever choice you made you have to remember and that's part of the plot which we'll get into later i mean there is a plot uh it's pretty basic um it's not world shattering but it does it's not like simple it's it is kind of interesting i guess but nothing crazy i guess uh, so it's got like a typical uh final fantasy wackiness yeah yeah you'll have that yep. all right so uh so if you're new here the way we kind of do this is we rate each game on five or six categories there's gameplay um story visuals music overall and then replayability slash extra content uh we try to briefly describe uh each of the categories uh, where applicable. Uh, often that doesn't work out. We kind of ramble on for 30, 40 minutes about nothing, really. And then uh, we rate it at 1 through 5, uh, but we allow half scores because I messed that up pretty early on. Um, so it's essentially a 1 through 10 system, uh, just compressed. Um, so the first thing I guess we'll talk about is the gameplay, which I kind of touched on a little bit earlier. It's a um, you go through dungeons, you have a, a world map, but it's one of those uh, like point-to-point -point ones where you don't actually do any exploration. You move your uh, avatar, which in this case is a caravan, uh, to each point on the map. And as you're moving, you may get the random encounters that uh, Kevin talked about. And uh, when you're inside of a dungeon or a town, you get free movement in a way. Like You can explore the most of the area, like, within expectations, like, uh, some stuff looks like you can walk into, but it's blocked off by invisible walls, and uh, everything you can walk on is given to you in a mini-map. So you can kind of clearly see where you're at, what you're doing at all times. I don't think you can bl blow up the mini-map to a big version of the map. I, If you can, I've never done that. Uh, so you kind of have to remember where you are, where you've been, and where you need to go if you're re- playing a dungeon again yeah or um what i did is i had a map like the first couple times i like the desert you get lost pretty easily so i always have like that map up where i can kind of see and match up from the mini map to where i'm at but okay but yeah you're right i couldn't figure out if there was i couldn't figure out a way to blow up the map so. uh Usually that's not a problem, but there are some areas where it's like they're fucking massive and they kind of twist on themselves and you got all kind of like different levels. You have to like jump up and down. And if you're not really paying attention or like you're in multiplayer and you're kind of just following people around, you may not learn too much about what the fuck you're doing. Um, so I guess that's part of the benefit of replayability. Like you kind of have to play dungeons over and over again, uh, to get loot. Um, or if, like, if that's what you want to do, I mean, you don't have to, I guess, but 
Uh, you replay the dungeons. Yeah, you gotta get those trophies. <laughs> Which there's only nine. <laughs> so if you're yeah, if you're trophy hunting, and you're all about platinums, this is not. Uh, I guess I would not recommend the game for that. Because the the trophy you spent like fifty something hours getting the last trophy, right? Like total playtime. Yeah, my total playtime is about fifty some hours, and I'm not like a platinum hunter. I guess I'm more of a hundred percent person. Like I like to have it like all my trophy, like max trophies. So even if a game doesn't have if I, if it's a good game, I'm still gonna play it and just max the trophies out. So, but I don't know. Like the first trophy you get was is within the first like first minute of the game. So you're not sure if you want to keep playing or not, and then. So it kind of just locked me in because it was like f- first five minutes, it's like boom trophy, and then the last one's fifty hours. So, uh, and that's if you're like if you know if you're doing the research, you know what you're doing. Like you're not wasting time. Like I didn't really waste any time, and it still took like fifty hours because the way the uh, artifacts drop. So, um, yeah. So let's get into that a little bit, I guess. So um, as you're playing through a dungeon, you the, what, the things you do in the dungeon can earn you a different amount of points, and you get a different uh, goal every time you enter the dungeon. It could be something like uh, pick up gill, or open treasure chests, or take damage, or uh, deal damage. And the more you do that thing, you get points up to 100 uh, as bonus points on top of your the points you get while you're in the dungeon. And while you're in the dungeon, you get points for killing things, uh, like opening chests and picking up items, I think. Um, and just killing the boss. Like, as far as I'm aware, like, the main point source is, like, killing enemies and killing the boss and then, like, finding shit. Yeah, they don't explain any of that. To, like, what the points mean or what they get you. So that that was that's kind of a negative on, on that. Yeah. And they also don't explain that there's, a, like, a, the points, the amount of points you get, uh, provides you a different range of drops that um, aren't guaranteed. Um, They are in a... Like, there's four sets per tier of dungeon you're in, and each dungeon can be one, two, three stars, and I think some of them, you said, get hard mode at the end of the game? Every dungeon gets a hard mode, except for the final dungeon. Okay, so... uh, Yeah, so you have been four tiers of each dungeon, and then each dungeon has a different set of... uh, like a maximum uh, drop set you can get. So if it's a tier one dungeon, um, you can get like up to set four. But if you're a, a tier two dungeon, you can't get the first or second set, but you can get sets like three through six or something. And it scales upwards that way. Yeah. And so the more points you get uh, at the end of the dungeon, it puts you into a different uh, qualifying set tier. So uh, if you get like less than 90 something points, in a dungeon, I think that qualifies you for set one, and you're always going to get set one. So, uh, if you do the way to do that is pretty much a speed run a dungeon. You like don't kill anything. Uh, you don't pick shit up. You just get to the boss and kill him. Um, and then from there on, the more points you get, the more sets you could potentially unlock. But it's not guaranteed. So I think if you like get enough points to unlock set two, you have a fifty percent chance of getting that one or set one. Then if you unlock set three, you have a 33% chance of getting that one, set two, or set one. And if you have uh, enough points for the last set, it's like a 25% chance. So you could run a dungeon, get like maximum points, and still not get the set you want to get the artifacts you want out of it. 
Yeah, because that's a pain in the ass. The, yeah, the best artifacts, like so every there's like uh, every dungeon has one like almost one specific artifact you can only get in that dungeon, and it's like the last tier, of course. And in the original game, it was only like a boss loot drop, so it's like you have to get everything in the dungeon, and then beat the boss, and then be the person with the most points to get that drop. Well. That's so you got like a twenty five percent chance of getting that uh, artifact drop, which is very frustrating <laughs> uh, when you're trying to get all the artifacts. So um, the good thing about uh, the hard mode is that there's a they change it so that art of last artifact you need um, it turns into a treasure drop. So what you can do is just just uh, you know, you know if you know which treasure it always spawns in, you just run to that treasure chest. Don't fight any enemies. If it's in there, uh, good. If then you just go to the boss, or uh, if it's not, you just reload the the stage. So, some and sometimes reloading the stage means dying and going to the beginning and going in and going back out, or sometimes it means just reloading your save. So as you can see, it can get kind of tedious and frustrating just to get that one artifact that you're missing. There's also um, I read another way that if it's a uh, if it's related to the the set bonus at the end, uh, if you get to the boss and you win, and you get treated to the artifacts and you don't like what you get, you can just restart your game because it does like a checkpoint before the boss fight. Right. So yeah. you just reload the game and fight the boss again, and you have another shot at getting a reroll of the set that you might want. So that'll save you some time too. Yeah, that's uh, if that's, that's the way you want to do that. The final, the last artifact really is the, it's a meteor ring and it's only a boss loot drop. I think it's one of the only ones that's a boss loot drop that that's all it is. Um, and that, so basically you have to run the very hardest dungeon solo because if you do it with a group, you can't like reload. So if you're doing it online and you're, you can't reload the last boss, it just, it's over. So, yeah. so you like literally like the, the only way to guarantee you get that uh, artifact is do like fight the whole dungeon by yourself, which is not too bad. It's just tedious because it takes time to kill those uh, the, all the mobs, and I mean you have Phoenix Downs and you get revive and you and then there's like when you go to the next area it will auto save so you can always reload that auto save worst case scenario, and that's what happens when you, before you go to the boss it'll auto save so. I had to reload the boss to get that last artifact four or five times. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Because, so, like, even though I had enough points, it's still a 25% chance of that artifact to be in that boss loop. Yeah. So it, it's frustrating. Like I said, if you don't do the research, know what you're doing, you could, like, you could be like, when am, well, I'm never going to get this loot. You, you might feel like you don't, you know, and it's just RNG, you know. So well, yeah. if you're like a kid and you don't know that, like you're 12, you're probably going to just get super pissed off because you don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, even then, I feel like sometimes you might even get the whole thing where you run a dungeon and you get like 100 points or whatever, and then you run it again and you get the same drops, and you're just like, okay, so there's no point in me doing the dungeon again. Right. Like, you don't just, know. Unless you know it's RNG, like you're like, oh, I guess I, can't, I guess I just don't get it. You know what I mean? So that's very, I feel like that's very poor design. Yeah. You know, 
Like, it's just dumb luck. So, and the other thing that's frustrating, like, it only happened to me one time, but, like, when you're, if you're going into the, the loot readout after the boss, like, if you have all the loot and you hit, like, X or whatever, it automatically, like, takes you, to, like, out of the dungeon and auto-saves real quick. Nice. <laughs> so you have to redo the dungeon all over again. Damn. So I just learned to, like, not hit anything and just hit the PlayStation button, uh, close out, you know? Yeah. Close out of the game and reload the game. So be careful of that if you are trying to get all the artifacts. Um, all right, good advice. Uh, so I guess we should talk about, like, what it's actually like when you're in the game playing it. Um, so, like, combat is weird because you have a single command you can do at a time um, like attack or defend or use an item that you have equipped on your bar or uh, use a magic sites that you picked up and you cycle that with the left and right triggers Uh, but there's a bunch of other buttons that don't do anything and they could have been used do anything else <laughs> besides nothing? Yeah, they need to. Um, and the and the other thing is like, uh, you have attack and defend. It's like what you always like. That's another thing. It's like you start each level with just attack and defend, uh, and you got to collect out magicite as you go through the level. Um, but the defend just all you do is a backflip. Oh <laughs> uh, do- well, maybe that's that's just your character. I think uh, like the. The Clavat dude, he blocks with the shield. Oh, so okay. I, I don't know if it like even like defend. Like, do you get less damage taken from you? Uh, it blocks all damage. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's a whole other thing. There's four characters you can create. Oh yeah, and they all have uh, different, I guess, attributes. Yeah. So, um, like different stats and everything. Uh, like. The Kalat has the most defense, and he can wear the... He's like a, a unique armor that has like the most defense you can get in the game. Uh, the Yukes are like a weird little tall, thin creature with wings. It's kind of like a and... mix between Vivi and a Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's what, I, that's what I feel like when I see him. That makes sense. Yeah, they're advertised as the, the mages anyway, so uh, like they've got, they cast magic... Qu- more quickly than everybody else, and also have uh, more base magic, so they do more magic damage. But I feel like magic um, is kind of worthless in this game. Well, yeah, because you have to sit there and charge for like I don't know three, four seconds at least. Yeah, and then you get to get the spell off, and if you get hit with a, an attack, sometimes I guess it depends on who's attacking you. Um, They'll stagger you. Stunned, yeah, you're staggered out of the fucking animation, so it's like, what the hell is the point? Yeah, the only point, um, the, there's only really one point for magic, and um, it's arrow or holy. So flying mobs, like they won't, they'll take a lot of hits unless you cast arrow on them, and they'll fall to the. You mean ground. gravity? Did I mean, that's it. Yeah, I meant, sorry, I meant gravity. My bad. I don't know why I was thinking arrow. Uh, yeah, use gravity, and then they fall to the ground. Any kind of flying mob. Uh, even like a little like insect where you think it wouldn't matter, but it does. 
And then all the ghost type uh, mobs, like they look like they're kind of see-through. Uh, you have to cast holy on them for them to get, uh, for you to really kill them. And I don't know if that's like explained in a caravan eventually, but it's not very explained right away. And like the first time you see like one of those uh, flying mobs and you're just wailing on them. Really the flying mobs is not too bad until like the third level, but when you first see a ghost one, like it just takes forever to kill them until you realize you gotta use holy. I didn't even know about that shit until I was playing music one time. You're like, oh, you got to use holy on this or gravity or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then we brought it to the ground and it died in like two hits. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I don't remember hearing about this anywhere. Yeah. I- I'm sure that like there's a, a caravan event that happens. Um, but I don't remember getting it. Or maybe it's like a book, or it's like maybe someone in town says it. Yeah. In one of the towns. Well, I know there's like that tutorial you'll get with the Rumpelstiltskin, or whatever the fuck his name is, the Moogle. Yeah. Um, at the very beginning of the game, but like, I was like, well, I kind of know what I'm doing, so I'm not going to do any of this. So maybe that was my fault, but I don't remember like them being like, oh, hey, there are there may be things that you might have to use combination magic against... Just so you know. Because they don't even really... Uh, if you're playing by yourself, you get a Moogle companion, and he can uh, do combination attacks with you, but uh, you can't like to... tell him what to do. The chalice it's all random. The ground too. Like, you can't be carrying the chalice. Yeah. So that's, I guess, another thing we didn't talk about. Like um, You have to carry a chalice around when you're in the, these levels because uh, the world's uh, full of miasma and that chalice is like the only thing that keeps the the miasma away and if you're playing solo you have a little moogle that carries around for you but he sometimes gets fucking tired and it's bullshit and like he goes slow or he has to then you have to carry it <laughs> yeah so which yeah, I hate I hated that but anyways um so you have to uh carry that around or he has to carry it around and then uh, you have to fight monsters if you I forget where I was going with this <laughs> just uh, putting the chalice on the ground so you can cast combination magic or whatever yeah but that's just another gameplay element it's like if you go outside the there's like a little bubble um, you'll be damaged by the miasma but while you're inside the chalice bubble, you'll slowly restore health too. So it's kind of like a an incentive to stay in the bubble. Like obviously, like <laughs> sometimes you have to run out of the bubble on some of the levels, like to do puzzles. Um, but most of the time, you stay in the bubble, the the bubble of the fucking chalice, and you walk slow as shit when you're carrying it. So it can make backtrack backtracking through levels, which is sometimes mandatory. Uh, a fucking slog because you're just moving at like a snail's pace through these levels that you've already kind of uh, been through and you're not getting anything for it. You're just getting uh, the ability to go fight the boss or whatever the fuck. See, I thought and they kind of mislead you. Like the very first level you do, there's like shortcuts. So in case you die, you can just like, you don't have to go all the way through the whole level again. Yeah. But that's the only level they do that in. 
There's no other like level like that. So. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I felt like there was another level that had shortcuts, but no. It's like yeah, they give you training wheels on the first level, and that's nice. But then they're just like, uh, psych. Now this is the real game. Now, uh, good luck. Yeah. Have fun walking through the whole fucking level again. Right. Um, and another part of gameplay, uh, so you have like a command list, which you cycle through. So you like, like you were saying, you have attack and the defend that you always have. And then you can put items in there like a Phoenix down. So if you die, automatically revives you or you can put like food, uh, food's kind of another thing. Everyone has their favorite food and it gives you, uh, strength up or defense up or whatever it is. Um, yeah, to raise all your stats, essentially, like yeah. if you have a preferred stat you'd want to raise, you say you eat some food for it. And I did, I did find out that if you like, so say there's a food you don't like, if you eat a whole bunch of it, eventually, like you start liking it more, or it starts giving you better boosts. Yeah. Um. So that's in the command. Like, so you can put that in the command list if you want, or you can just uh, pull it up and there's like an item menu, and you can just use it in there. The only reason you want to put in your command list is if you're playing multiplayer, so you're not like stopped like in the middle of the stage and everyone's waiting on you. Um, well, there's one one thing you can that when you're playing online, uh, if you're in your menu and they move the chalice away from you, your character automatically follows the chalice. Oh yeah, you'll get teleported back too. Right. Yeah. Or does it like you're saying like the the AI will just move your character so you can just be in your... Well, yeah, yeah, so if you're like oh, on the... If you run away too far from the host, then you'll get teleported to the host. But if you uh, are inside the bubble and the somebody's moving the chalice and you're in your menus, you'll kind of just get bumped forward slightly. Like, it's almost like your character's taking baby steps, but you stay inside the bubble. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, And then the, there's... a. Uh... There are so like there's a couple different types of artifacts you can get every every level. Um, there's just like your basic. So there's attack up, magic up, agility up, right? Where am I? Uh, it's health. Health. It's attack, magic, health, uh, pockets, and uh, Great fuck. Magic. What is the third one? Defense. Yeah, it's defense. Yeah, defense. And there's four four slot before you get four more slots, and then there's like the magic spells. So normally you have to get magic site. Uh, you collect through the levels. Um, there's some actual uh, artifacts that you can keep, so you don't have to do that anymore. Um, and then there's four more that give you extra hearts. So sounds about right. And then, and then I guess there's the new ones that uh, came with this remake. Like the because I guess originally had like basic spells, but this remake has like holy and gravity and shit. Right. So there's holy gravity meteor, um, which which are normally just fusion spells. Yeah. So that's another gameplay element. Um, if you're playing with a group online, uh, one two different players have to put like. There's a certain combination, like for uh, gravity, I think it's any kind of two different types of attack magic. Um, Holy is like life or revive and uh, attack magic. 
But if you do it the reverse, if if you do like life and then if you do revive and then attack magic, it's like slow or something. Yeah. And then if there's three different ones, you get there's a there's a haste spell, and I think there might be a couple other ones, but I'm not I can't really remember that. You never really can use it because no one can really time it because you're all like, you know, different parts of the world, so your timing is kind of shit. Yeah. You're and unless, like, you're friends with somebody, you're not using voice chat, so you can't really communicate. Yeah. Unless you, like, go, like, uh, Nick and I went onto Discord and just did it on voice chat so we can just talk to each other while we're playing. So. And that helped immensely. Because, like I said at the beginning, it's missing that whole people being in the same room talking. Like, there should be innate voice chat features on this, on this game. Because otherwise, it's people... All, four people with four own, um, like, I guess, whims, and so they'll do whatever they want, and some people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Some people know everything to do, and it's just like trying to herd cats where everybody just kind of walks in the same direction. Somebody picks up the chalice, and everybody's like, I guess we're going this way. I guess you're the chalice person. You must know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the. I think that's the basics of the... Gameplay. There's a, uh, I mean, you get uh, equipment, and there's like species specific equipment. Like, there everyone like each one has their own weapon, and then there's some armor that only some can equip, and then like there's secondary. Uh, like for my guy, he has like a belt. I think your guy has like a shield. It's shield. Um, I'm not sure. I think the other ones are like wristbands or something, and I don't know what the other one is. Uh, there's like uh, a, I think there's a, was it a scarf? Yeah, no. yeah there's a, there's gloves, <coughs> and you get one um and a belt. It's a belt. Yeah, and then you get one accessory. Not like it matters. So yeah, then you get one accessory that you can equip as well. Um, as far as I'm aware, like. Most of those are useless. They like add one uh, defense from an element kind of thing, uh, but then there are, there are some really good ones that are also race specific. Like the Favats get one that increases their uh, casting speed and all that shit. Yeah, and well, the the thunder. It's like so. Say you have like a thunder belt on thunder resistance up plus one, but it really does help because you when you have like the belt and the armor equipped, you rarely get like shock. Okay. So, or you like, or if someone, if you're in an ice level, you don't get frozen in a block of ice. So it does help if you if uh, you equip both of them. Okay. Um. So, I think, I guess the only other thing we uh, really go over is uh, multiplayer. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's essentially. Um, you go to the menu on the map, and it's like, do you want to host, join, or just quick match? You pick your options, <laughs> and then you you join somebody's game at whatever. Apparently, uh, you can only join dungeons you have access to, which we learned earlier today. I think it's you just can't join. Like we were trying, to, I was going to try to run the. We were trying to do the post game, uh, the final dungeon. Since Nick didn't hasn't done that yet, but since he hasn't been there, you couldn't run it with me. Well, I didn't have access to the beginning dungeon either. Okay. 
So I think I was locked out because of the miasma. I don't have the holy element or whatever. The unknown element. Oh, yeah. Which I guess is a, a thing I should, we should touch on quite briefly. Uh, you can't go to certain areas on the map because they're locked out uh, because of the miasma. It has different elements to it. And uh, there's certain locations that you have to, in order to get to like, the next area of the map, you have to cross this miasma stream. Um, and in order to do that, you have to color your crystal in the chalice with the same element that the stream is in, so you can resist it. Um, but that also can block you out of uh, being able to access different dungeons, because in each dungeon you can go to this little um, altar, I guess, and you can put your chalice down and you can uh, re-infuse it with a different element. Um, and each dungeon has either one or two different elements, um, and those never change. Uh, or none, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, every like year, the, the elements of the miasma change. So you might have like a fire element miasma stream uh, blocking uh, the very first area, but no fire dungeons that you can go into to get the uh, fire color out of your chalice. So you're kind of screwed, and you can only run those three dungeons to get the myrrh to make a new year happen to oh, change yeah. the element of the fucking miasma stream. We didn't mention and that then, part of it. Oh, the years? Yeah, so every um, time you get a drop of myrrh, every time you get three drops of myrrh, uh, a year goes by, and then after you get the drop of myrrh, it takes two years for it to get myrrh again. So, and also, the, that's when you unlock the next tier of the dungeon. Yeah. So it gets harder. So yeah, if you beat it at level 1, and then uh, the next time it comes back, it's level 2, and then it comes back to level 3. Um, and then so, before, you'd be locked out if you didn't get all the artifacts from level 1. Um, the way around that, uh, after you get the drop of mirror, you can keep re rerunning it as many times as you want, and not get any more mirror. You only get it from it once. So, that's another way you can you can kind of grind that way if you want to get as much as you can out of one area. Yeah, but that does lead into it getting very fucking monotonous. Yes, because you're running the same dungeon over and over and over again for one item that gives you a very negligible stat boost. Uh, but as I've seen, uh, having all the artifacts makes you at least unkillable at level one of dungeons because uh, Kevin was kicking some ass. Yeah, I had I basically have the best armor and weapon and accessory. Um, like I have a weapon that when I charge it, um, it casts haste on everyone, and then I have a art or accessory that is uh, basically Reagan. Is it regen? 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 I don't know what you call it, but I call it regen. Uh, regen. Regen. Second. I guess because it's short for regenerate. That's probably true. Just you know, when you're a kid, when you first read it, like that's how I. That's what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> regen. So it's always regen. But now, yeah, if I read it like with new eyes, probably would say regen. But I'm kind of the same way. Uh, 
like the the word rune, uh, like a rune stone or whatever. Yeah, I always pronounce it ruined for some reason. Oh, and yeah. I, I was talking to Brent once, and I was saying ruin. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> like, he's like abandoned like fucking castle ruins. I'm like, no, like a rune ruin stone. And he's like, "You mean a rune stone?" I'm like, nah. Well, I'm gonna pronounce it however the fuck I want to pronounce it. But now we we can understand each other because you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I know someone calls memes memes. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so everyone has their own way, I guess. Yeah, part of the ever-changing English lexicon or whatever. Yep. But uh, I guess that's pretty much the gist of gameplay. Um, I guess we'll do some likes and dislikes. I, I guess I'll start. Uh, I liked... I don't know. I don't know what I liked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it now, because I, th- I thought I had an answer. I guess uh, it's a different kind of game like i don't i've never played a game like this before um because it's i guess mainly it's it was built to be a a cooperative experience and trying to play it solo is an exercise in frustration because it slows the game down so much because of the stupid moogle and uh like his stamina will i guess not decrease as long as you're fighting monsters but as soon as you stop fighting monsters and you're walking around for like 20 seconds he's like Oh, I'm tired. It's your turn to carry the chalice, Kupo. I'm like, it's fuck you. Just shut the fuck up. All you're good for is carrying the chalice. Just carry the chalice, you stupid, lazy bastard. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's my like and dislike. Like, it's a, <laughs> it's not a very solo friendly game. Uh, but it's also they tried to do multiplayer, but like, even though we're friends and we know each other, like. And I send you an invitation to join my party or whatever, my, my caravan. You still have to like make sure you get to that room before everyone else does, and it gets full, filled up. Yeah. It's stupid. So, And it's like, yeah, it's very hard to communicate. Hey, like we're talking on Discord, and I'm like, yeah, did you get it? No. Well, I, I'm in. It's, it should be on there. And you're like, okay, I'm going there now. I'm like, oh, there you are. So it's like it's not yeah. like it doesn't even like send it directly to you where you can just click on a button and take you to the, that room. It's just like random. Well, it did it one time. There was one time I saw the invite notification and it looks like a little paper airplane. But every other time <laughs> you sent me the invite invitation, I'm like, I don't have it. What you, are you sure you sent it? Well, let me just check the room list. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're on the room list. I go join from here. Yeah. And I guess also speaking of multiplayer, um, it only saves locally to the host. So if you're trying to play this game uh, with multiple people and you're trying to play it together, uh, you ha- the process would be the host hosts a dungeon. You join the host. You finish the dungeon. Everybody disbands. You then host the same dungeon. They join that dungeon with you, and you play the dungeon again. And then you're both at the same point in the story. And you can go on to the next dungeon if you want to. Because otherwise... Uh, you will lock, you may lock the other person out of being able to join you in the next dungeon because you have to have access to the dungeons in order to join other people. Uh, and thinking about it now, I can see how there would be a potential fuck up where if, uh, let's say, uh, Kevin and I were playing and he hosts the dungeon first and then it's his last dungeon of the year, like he gets his third merge drop and then it 
kicks everybody out or whatever, and he uh, doesn't have access to that dungeon anymore, then he can't join me for my run through. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking bullshit. Unless you get the, there's another, uh, there's like an unknown element where you can go through any of the streams. Oh yeah. And you need that one to actually get to the final dungeon. Yeah. Which, and then it's really hard to do. They like patched it because if you've played the game, if you played multiplayer, someone that had already done it, it just shows up in your, uh, like in your game. But now they patch that where you have to do the steps. There's like 10 steps you gotta take in the desert. For that unknown element to pop up. Well, I guess that's what I'm going to have to do whenever I get back to it. Because well, <laughs> I guess, disclosure, uh, I didn't finish the game this time. Again. <laughs> uh, not because I didn't want to. It's, uh, I had uh, some other stuff going on. And, like This wasn't really a planned uh, game to talk about. Like Kevin was just like, hey, we want to talk about it? I was like, sure. And I had played it as a kid. And I like I got pretty far. Uh, like I think I'm at the same part I got to when I was a kid, uh, but my uh, like third party memory card got corrupted and it wiped my save out, and I'm like I'm not playing this shit all over again. So I think I'm like two dungeons away maybe from like the last dungeon because I think I just have to go to the, to the desert and then it's the last dungeon, right? Um, or do you have to keep playing more the, shit? You gotta take the the boat to the desert. You could have done that for like the the one we just did like the basically the last real dungeon before the final dungeon is the one. We oh, okay. Um, but you can do the desert before that. I see. Okay. You just gotta get on that little fairy guy's boat and, uh, he'll take you over there. Well, shit. All I saw was the, the volcano. Did you do the volcano yet? Yeah. So maybe you have to wait to the next year to do the, um, island, the, the desert one. Okay. That makes sense. Like they'll be like, Time. did you did you go through a drought at all yet, or the water? Like, no, not yet. Okay. I just I just started uh, year five, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, once you go through the drought, um, then you I think you can go there. Okay. Um, and then there's a way to get through the drought where you have to go. You know where the magic town is? The town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, that area there, like the sluice something, whatever level that is. Um, there's a spot where all the water drains out of that, like when you have the drought and then you like basically heal it and then the water, the drought's over after you do that level. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's some cool stuff. Um, I think this, like, I, like you, like you were saying, like there's some interesting things and it's different, but they need to really rework it for today's gaming. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Like we, we definitely have quality of life. Yeah, this could be fun if they did it right. It's just like, hey, here's this cool thing that people have nostalgia for. What has come out in 2002 or something like that? Yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, like way long, like almost 20 years ago. And uh, they're like, hey, here's this again. And yeah, if you have nostalgia, you're gonna play it. And I've never played it. And I always wanted to because it looked cool or looked kind of interesting, but it like loses its like. What did I say earlier? Just like the the fun you have goes away real quick. Like it's fun for maybe four or five hours. So maybe if you like, just get the. There's like a free version where you can do like the first three dungeons. 
I think. Yeah. So there's like a light version because it's like cross platform. Yeah, like first year. Yeah, it's like cross platform. So I would suggest if you're thinking about this game, play that first, and then if you want, if you know, if this is your thing, because some some people like they like that grind. That's. I mean, I like the grind. I like the progression. It's just some of the towards the end. It's just frustrating because you have to go to certain places for certain artifacts. And you have to do it a certain way, and it's like a lot of like homework to figure out where to go. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, like luckily, there's like not... there's maps and stuff now, or it's like this tre- this treasure chest has a you know it can be these six things. So you just gotta keep running it to go and make sure you get that one artifact. And then you can just hightail right for the boss. You don't have to waste yeah. time. So it was... Like, I feel... Sorry. I was going to say, oh, it's, fun. it's fun at first. Um, when you're playing with people and it's new and you know what you're doing. You're kind of learning as you go. But you know when you're going through the same dungeons over and over again, it gets kind of old fast. Oh, for sure. And I, I was going to say, I feel bad for the people that don't look up maps and don't look up... like loot tables for treasures and don't know about the set system and they're trying to collect all the artifacts because there'll be times where you'll go and like you don't abuse the glitches where you restart the boss because like, you'll go through an hour uh, of a dungeon getting all the points you can and you get to the dungeon and it's like oh you have all these artifacts already sorry like there goes an hour of your life right just gone so like I'm... you didn't get anything out of it like you can call me a cheater all you want but i'm i <laughs> I got way more too much other things to do in my life, and like other oh, for games, sure. I, other games I want to play, and like I'm so like I hate that like I can't just stop playing the game. <laughs> like I had to like get all the trophies, 100. percent I mean, it's fun when you're like OP and you're just killing stuff, but it wasn't worth 50 hours. <laughs> so fair enough. So what would you rate it uh, for gameplay? I would say two and a half. Like this got some fun stuff that like I like to grind or the gameplay is not bad and it's, like it's kind of fun when you're playing with a group of people. It's not fun when you're by yourself. I would say that, but when you're like when, when you, me and you were playing or I was playing with some like a good group, it's it's kind of fun. Fair enough. Uh, I would give it a three because I feel like the the like the core development i guess of the game is decent like there's not really any glitches like it plays how it's supposed to be played it's just not was it was just not designed very well and but like you said playing with other people and actually communicating and uh cooperating properly you can have a really good time for, for at least for a little bit before you both get burned out and you're like okay yeah and maybe uh, like comes down to playing this that was the point of this game was to see what the interest was and then Hey, we'll make a new Crystal Chronicles. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping comes out of this. It's like a Crystal Chronicles that's like, you know, like today's modern gen- today's generation. So I don't know because I got like a there's a Wii version, uh, maybe one or two Wii games, and then like there's a DS game I think in the series, but I don't I don't know how they play because I've never even give shit yeah. to look at them. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea. All right, so our first musical break is going to be uh, the main theme, as more than likely Brent may have picked if he had played the game. Uh, this, so we'll play that, and so then sure. we'll be right <laughs> This main theme's not that great. Oh, yeah. The music in general is kind of eh. But uh, this is Echo of Memories, and we'll listen to that and be right back. 
All right. So story. Um, I feel like I kind of really touched on this, um, but as I said, I haven't beaten it. So when I, I'll get to kind of where I am familiar with uh, the plot and then let kind of Kujo wrap it up or Kevin wrap it up. Man, I got to decide whether I want to call you by your screen name or your fucking real name one well, of these days. It's fine because everyone calls, like, in real life, my nickname's Kujo or people call me Kevin. It just depends. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Whatever you well, feel more good. comfortable with. I'll, I'll just say whatever the fuck I say, I guess, then. All right. <laughs> uh, so, essentially, um, the start of the game is having uh, you be the leader um, of your caravan. And in the GameCube version, it would have been you and three other people. So, you could have actually have a full caravan. And if you're playing with people, like you experience the plot together with all the characters. Uh, so, it's not just like one person doing the whole fucking, like saving the, the town and saving the world, I guess. Um, but you're told by your village leader that it's, you're of age now to go collect myrrh for the, the crystal. So you go out to dungeons, uh, you fight monsters, you fight the bosses, you get the crystal drops um, to fill up your chalice. Yeah, and the reason and... The drop, or reason you go out on the caravan is because the crystal is the only thing that keeps the miasma away. And I guess it, it uses the myrrh as energy, and it evaporates or whatever, so every year you got to refill it. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really explain that, but I'm. Though in my head, they take the mirror and coat the crystal with it. I don't know. Okay, so kind of like a like a paint or a gloss. Yeah, they need to regloss it. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's the best explanation I could see. So, uh, yeah, you do that, and uh, the you kind of get little story bites from random NPCs as you traverse the world and you go to dungeons. Like, some stuff, I think... Uh, oh. Uh, there are some characters that you meet uh, that you that are referenced in, like, the home... the your starting town by your village elder. Like, there's one character who apparently went to go out to, to cure the world of Miasma, and he disappeared. And nobody's heard from him ever since, or something like that. Yeah, um, and night. one of... The, what's that? That's the Black Knight story. Well, I thought that the that was like the Grundy Hundy, whatever the fuck the names are, Hurdle Girdle, or whatever the fuck I don't know. But like, there's like that one character who you meet, and he like he always uh, is getting into trouble, and he asks you for like loans and shit all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's both of them actually. Oh, okay, okay. So what it is is like both of them they went off to cure the world of miasma, and they basically once got to where the whoever the final boss guy is, I can't remember his name, and he eats memories, um, and he ate their memory, their memories wasn't, their memories weren't strong enough, so he ate their memories, and uh, that's why the Black Knight is like, doesn't know who he is, and he has amnesia, and Hurdy thinks he's his brother, Purdy, or whatever it is, but he's really the same guy, and his memory was just eaten. Okay. So. so I guess that's the story then. And uh, you fight that guy, the boss, and you I guess your memories are strong enough and you win? Well, the, like... the whole story is like there's a meteor that hits the uh, planet. Uh, on that meteor is like a parasite. And the parasite releases miasma. And when that happened, it created two gods. And the gods eat memories. And the reason that they use the miasma is because the 
bad memories taste the best. And that also the Maya's also created monsters at the same time. So this one guy, there's like a good guy and a bad guy. The bad guy got super like big on all these bad memories. And that's why like the more you play the game, like people like are forgetful. Like I can't rem- I feel like I've done this before. You'll see people say, or I feel like we've talked before. You know, everyone has kind of like a hazy memory. Even yourself will start saying that like in your like. Every time, you know, a year goes by, they'll have like a little, I'll start saying, like have a little saying. So basically, yeah, that's why there's miasma and all that stuff. So you eventually make it to that final area and you beat the boss and uh, destroy the parasite and then rid the world of miasma. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty simple story. Sucks that the, you don't get it until you fight. Was it what you like? You don't get any of it until you fight the boss. Is that how it's all like presented to you? Well, you get bits and pieces of it. Like you, you'll see the Hurdy guy and the Black Knight, and um, he's like he's chasing. He's he's trying to fight the god. Like he'll see the god, but you can't see the god. One of the gods, and people just think he's crazy. Um, okay. But yeah, basically, you don't learn everything until the end. So I gotcha. So, typical Final Fantasy fair where they drop a load of exposition at you at the very end of the game. And the only thing is, like, you'll you'll think that whatever is happening, like, is doesn't matter, like, in your journal or whatever. But there's a part before you fight the final boss where, um, if you're me- like, this is where your memories are strong enough. Like, if you remember what happened like on the road like what there's usually a choice you pick and if you remember what the choice is like you get a power up for the final boss and if you get it wrong you have to fight some more like stronger mobs like before you fight the final boss so it's you know that's part of part of the final uh final dungeon there okay and it's like a three tier, but like you, so you fight one one form, and then there's a second form, and there's a third form. That figures. Well, like so, it's the uh, whatever the parasite is. You'll fight that, and that has three forms. And you're like, oh, okay, I beat the game, cool. Then you're like, nope. Then you gotta fight the god, the bad god. And then, then he powers up, and you fight him again. So. That sounds annoying. Yeah, but it was, in, I mean, it's it's probably the best stage of the whole game. Okay. Because it's interesting. And you're, you're like, finally done. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best part. Like, the best stages are the ones that are, like, the, the Moscot Manor or whatever, where it's, like, it's, like, 10-minute stage. Where, like the, like, the desert, if you're doing everything, that could take, like, an hour. Yeah, that's one of my big gripes. Is I prefer I would prefer a bunch of shorter stages, as opposed to one where you're sitting there for an hour plus, walking around, retracing your steps, and it's like, fuck, man, I'm kind of over this. Yeah, and there's the one of like the or lo- you're walking over the logs. I can't remember which one that one is. that one is. Um, but that one's like okay. three, three screens. That one sucks too. Oh yeah. That's where you really first get your heavy dose of like holy enemy, uh, 
I guess, undead enemies or whatever. You have to use holy on them, too, I think. Yeah. Man. Well, is there anything you liked and disliked about the story? I thought the... I liked the ending. I mean, the whole... It was diff, it, it was interesting. Something I hadn't, like, heard or seen before. Like, I, I've heard the meteor thing, but the whole eating memories and all that kind of stuff, that was kind of interesting. So I'll give it that. Um, but it was just, you know... A basic, there wasn't much meat to the bones, you know. Okay. Um, so I, I would say I'll give it a three. All right. And I know I didn't experience much of it, uh, but I'm still going to give it a two because uh, they didn't give you any until apparently the end of the game, really. So that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I did like how each dungeon kind of had its own story to it. Uh, they're all unique. That was cool. Yeah. So, like the the very first time you get to a dungeon, you get like this voiceover from this chick, and she like tells a story or like a, uh, like a kid's fairy tale story or like a rhyme or something. It depends on each dungeon. Uh, it gives you a little bit of backstory about them. Like one was like used to be like a mine that the Lilties owned or something, and they mined it all out, and then monsters took it over. And then like the the manor one is like this. Gigant or Gigan or whatever the fuck they're called, and this uh, fuck they have a name too. I can't remember what the hell it is. Like uh, Medusa, I want to say. Uh, like monster or like the what's that? It's like a worm type person. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but they're like husband and wife, and she's like the abused husband, and she's like the pampered wife, and like the very first thing you see is like her is like, "Where's my dinner?" And he's like, "Oh shit." And he gets like these tonberries uh, <laughs> to do their jobs. Like they're all cooks. And they're like he's like you only be cooking food. And so when you're in the dungeon, you kill them to get the 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 tonberries to get the owners of the husband and wife out, and you fight the husband and wife. So each like the dungeon has its own little kind of, I guess, I wouldn't say fun because they're not all fun. They're like some of them are really bland, but they have like a, a unique little twist to them, and they have a, a little bit of life to them, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to mention, or you get to move on? No, there's not really much more. That's that's it. Uh, okay. I would say yeah, like they could do better on the story next time, but I guess it's a multiplayer game, so story is not the point. It's just to play with your friends and get good. Oh yeah, I'm sure like they wouldn't want like maybe they did product testing and they had like four people sitting around the tv and one person wants the story and everybody else is getting pissed off because like i just want to play the game right yeah so yeah for what for what it is i think the story is fine so that brings us to our second musical break and this was my selection it is called sleeping treasure in the sand and i am 90 percent sure it's the desert uh dungeon <laughs> background music i don't like that one well most maybe the listeners won't like it either who knows i thought it was all right the only reason i don't like it is because i heard it for so long oh yeah i can, I can understand that you hear it for an hour and a half yeah every time it's like well <laughs> fuck this shit yeah um but sleeping treasure in the sand and then we'll be right back
All right. Uh, next sections we've got are visuals and music. We'll do visuals first. Um, do you want to start off, Kevin? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, for a game that's 18 years old, uh, GameCube game, I thought it looked pretty good. Like, they, they didn't look too pixel. It's not pixelated on my big screen, so I thought it looked... For what they had to work with, I thought it looked really decent. Um, for older... for was this a remaster, not a remake? So uh, I thought it looked really good. Uh, I liked how we we're saying like every every dungeon's got its own unique look. Um, so that was cool. And then there's four different races that three of them are unique. The other one is just like human, and then kind of not human. <laughs> so yeah, like human with long hair. Yeah, human with long hair and like jiggly boobs. <laughs> And skirts. Everybody wears skirts or something. Yeah, it's just funny. Like the the female version of whatever my uh, race was. Like, have you seen them? Like when they like close up, like they're walking, their boobs like jiggle really, really bad. Uh, Somebody's got to jiggle physics, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I will give it three and a half. Okay. Um, kind of in the same boat with you. It's a. Uh, it's very Final Fantasy. Uh, and they're not like ashamed about it. So like all the creatures that you would recognize from other Final Fantasy games uh, are there, and they look pretty good. Um, there are some unique monsters though that I don't remember seeing in any other like Final Fantasy game before. So that was cool. Uh, there are some monsters like you only see one time, and they're like in a far away, tucked away corner of the dungeon. And I'm like, that's kind of a waste of this model. Like this model looks pretty well done, and you're just shoving it in this random part of the map that people will go there once and then see there's nothing good in the chest and then they'll, they'll never come back. So that was a weird decision in my opinion. Well, I think, uh, I think on some of those ones where you only see it once, like when you get to the higher level dungeons, you see more. Oh, they're more everywhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought the boss designs were pretty cool. Some of the boss fights were kind of lackluster, but, uh, the designs were well done. I do think that they could have done more with like the animations and or have like more more to them. Like maybe like if you change your weapon, your your attack change or something because it's like as it is now, uh, the the weapons and armor are just skins. Yeah. And the the spell effects are all the same. Yeah. So like you see. Lightning on the ground once, you see it on the ground every 100,000 other times, and it's like, oh, look, lightning on the ground. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I guess also, like, it was on it was GameCube, and, they, like, they have four people playing at the same time, and sometimes you can have, like, I don't know, five or six monsters attacking you, so it probably couldn't go too crazy with the animations uh, without slowing the game down too much. Um, but... I guess a good thing about the visuals is they do let you, uh, when you're like focusing to cast a spell or uh, charge up your sword or your weapon or whatever, um, it shows an icon, like a circle on the ground, so you kind of see where that is, which is nice. When enemies do spells, you can see where they're going to be casting their spell to or other attacks, so you can move out of the way, uh, which is good. They could have just not done that, and that would have been really fucking disappointing. Um... But yeah, I guess the visuals were were okay, so I'll give it a three. I also like the look of the whatever like 
was pulling your caravan, whatever that little thing was. It's kind of unique looking. Oh yeah, like that. I I don't think they even talked about it ever. Whatever that little guy is, I don't think I've ever seen him in, in a Final Fantasy before. Like whatever that guy is. Like the blue ox thing. Yeah, it's got like big ears and a big head, kind of like furry feet. No, oh, that's pretty cool looking design. Um, but yeah, you'll have your standard Marlboro and what else, Waverins and stuff. So I don't think there's really anything too unique besides that. Do you? Uh, I mean, there's like uh, one level had this like giant praying mantis looking thing or something. Like, I've never seen that before. And I was like, oh, that's a surprise because it was like fucking huge. The one in the desert you're talking about. Uh, no, it's like an earlier stage. Like, you go down this path and you cli- kind of climb up, uh, like a slope, and there's a treasure at the end. But on the way there, there's like three of these big green winged, man- like praying mantis things. I don't know how else to describe them, I guess, but they're like thick. So they're not like thin, they're like just big, thick, almost like buff as fuck praying mantis things. I don't. Okay. I don't know, but I thought, like, that's the one thing I, I can think of that's unique to me, I guess, uh, that, that left an impression. I was like, oh, shit, these things are kind of cool. All right. Um, so music. Uh, apparently the person that composed uh, the music for Final Fantasy XI did the music for this game. And uh, her name is uh, Kumi Tanioka. I don't remember any of the music in this game. <laughs> So, uh, but I don't remember any of it being bad. I guess it's just not, like, I guess Nobuo Uematsu or whatever was uh, a little too busy to compose for this game. So, uh, yeah, the music's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's good enough where you're not, like, turning it off because you're annoyed by it. Uh, well, my girlfriend told me to turn it off because she was playing uh, a game that was a little bit more dark. And, like, one of the, the songs was, like, a lot of the songs in this are, like, super fucking happy. Yeah, there's some loots in there. So in that way, I would say that, like, a lesser version of, like, the Legend of Mana soundtrack, where that one also had, like, kind of storybook vibes, but uh, I feel like it was higher quality. Um, this one, it's just a lot of slow, happy sounding shit i guess um but the more up-tempo stuff is very repetitive uh like you hear the same uh eight count section multiple times and it doesn't really change yeah like like i think they took like 20 seconds of a song and then just extrapolated it out and to fill space it's how it felt sometimes um yeah there's not much so, yeah to, there's i mean not much to <laughs> You're right. There's not much to the actual music in the stages. Yeah, it just seems like that loops a lot. So, uh, I mean, I mean, it does what it does. It provides something for you to listen to while you're playing the game. So, uh, I'll I'll give it a two point five for myself. Um, so, what do you think? I think I'll give it a three because it wasn't bad. And I don't, like, I didn't hate any of them. They just got annoying. I guess I would, like, the thing that I didn't like was that um, it's the, always the same song in 
like if there's like two screens or and it's like along the level, it's a, still the same song. So like maybe two different ones. Um, they could have broke it up a little bit more. Because some of those stages, like I said, you you can play in like one or two hours, and that shit gets old. But other than that, I thought I thought the music was fine. Nothing really stuck out to me either. You know, nothing was like, oh, this is this is my jam. I want to play this one every time. Usually I can have like usually I can pick out one or two songs where I'm like yeah I can't wait to hear this one again but yeah this is the, the there wasn't that all right uh, well we're at our third musical break um, and this one is your pick yeah I picked Twilight and Dreamland um, I just listened to all the songs and that's the one that stuck out to me the most. So here it is, Twilight in Dreamland. probably excruciating for you all to listen to but <laughs> it's uh the next section is overall so what this is going to be uh is our overall experience um well i guess you could take it however you like uh brent used to say it was his expectations going in uh versus how he felt uh after playing it um and for me it's always it's just been kind of uh I don't know, I guess an amorphous uh, concept where sometimes I take his uh, point of view and sometimes I just base it off of how I felt playing at that time. Um, 
But for me, uh, having had played it on the GameCube and playing it again on the PS4, uh, both times mainly playing solo, it doesn't feel like that much different of a game. So I guess that's good as far as remasters go. It just looks better. Um, and it's it's not something that I want to come home from work and be like, oh man, I can't wait to play Crystal Chronicles again, or like uh, go a long time without playing it and like get that itch to play it again. So it's doesn't really have anything that I would say grabs you and doesn't let go, uh, which is I guess unfortunate for the game, but that's the reality of the situation. So I will give it a a three. Because it's not a horrible game. It's definitely not the worst game I've ever played. Um, it's just another game. So what about you, Kevin? Uh, I had never played this before. And I I kind of knew going in that it wasn't going to be a great game. Um, it's not a great game. But it's something that's like... You play it for a night or two. I feel like that'd be you get your worth out of it. So, like I was saying, you probably just want to play the light version, and then if that grabs you, buy it. Um, play the free version, and then figure you can find out for yourself. But I did not do that. I bought it and got that first trophy. So then I had to go and finishing it all the rest of the trophies. Um, so. Towards the end, I was getting really frustrated because I just want to be done, and the artifact grind is probably the worst part. I mean, if you didn't, I would say if you didn't artifact grind and just play this every once in a while, like, hey, a couple got a couple of my friends want to do this. Like, if Nick's like trying to grind through later and he wants to, let me know and I'll play with him. Like, that's kind of fun. Um, but I wouldn't recommend playing it solo. Uh, and if you guys, anybody listening wants to, like, l- let me know, I'll come join you uh, on Discord. Um, I don't mind doing that. Just hit me up on there. Um, but it's just, uh, like you are saying, it's just, it's a game. Um, nothing too special about it. It's Final Fantasy, so it's going to stick out a little bit more than most other games like this. I would say if it wasn't a Final Fantasy game, it'd probably be worse if you... Because at least Final Fantasy, you get kind of that baked-in mythos and characters and all that kind of stuff that are interesting already, you know? Yeah. So that they kind of have that going for them, where they can use it like their own IPs for different things. Um, but the game itself is gets repetitive and boring after a while. I'm going to give it a three. Like I said, I kind of knew it wasn't great. I just... It, 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 it it's not as bad as some people say it is either it's not like total ass like some people are just want to dog on it and just hate on it and that's probably because that's not the game for them but some people do enjoy this kind of grind and you know actiony adventure game where you can play with some friends so if you like those kind of games you might like this one uh, I will just say we have Anderson that's also in Discord um he was super pumped to play this with his brother, and then I think they played it for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And then, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm aware, they've never touched it again. Um, and then I have some friends from middle school who I know on Facebook, 
and they were posting about getting this game and playing it, and I gave them my friend code, and I've never seen them on. <laughs> so, uh, it's uh, I guess it's been a big disappointment for a lot of people. But uh, on, the, on the flip side, a lot of other people have played it, and they've completed it, and they've had an okay time with it too, so that might be you. You never know. Um, the next section, and final section will be replayability uh, slash extra content and in my opinion I do not think this game has very much replayability um, but they did add a ton of extra content in this remaster that was not in the original no, if, you're uh, replay- as... if you're like replayability like replaying the levels after you beat the game I think there is because you still gotta get all the artifacts well, I mean, like, in terms of, like, starting over from scratch, like, making oh. a new character and, like, having to just... The whole point of the game is dungeon diving and getting the artifacts. Like, you, you can do that if you want. There's eight slots for characters. Yeah. And you can re you can delete characters, I think, and then make them again if you really want to do that. But, like, there's nothing... There's nothing about the combat that's engaging. There's nothing about the dungeons that, if you've run it two or three times, it's going to make you want to keep running the dungeon again. Uh, there's no, like, random loot for that kind of excitement for, like, oh, man, I killed a monster and got, like, this sword that has, like, plus eight attack or whatever the fuck, and it's, like, fire element. Like, other, uh, like, dungeon color games have, where that's, I guess that's how they get you. I don't get the appeal for that shit personally. Uh, but I know a lot of people who are like, oh man, like Borderlands, like, oh man, I love getting random loot drops and getting good and bad weapons and then finding which ones are good and bad or whatever. Like, there's, there's none of that here. You run the dungeon and you maybe get the artifact you're missing if you haven't uh, gotten most of them already. So for me, replayability is a one, uh, but I, I haven't tried the extra content. Um, so you should. I guess tell people how those dungeons differ from the like the main story dungeons that came with the base game, um, if, if at all. Yeah, they change like aesthetically, like so it might be nighttime or it might be raining or like the water level went from water to being frozen. So there's differences about it, um, and the, the, obviously the enemies are harder, and it's easier to get some of the drops. Like if you like. Some of the artifacts um, that only drop from bosses in the extra dungeons, they are some treasure loots. So it makes it easier to actually get all the artifacts in the game. Um, But there's nothing story-wise, I guess, that it adds. You do get like like the extra magic artifacts you can find, like the meteor and holy and... Um, gravity, so you don't have to worry about combining them. So you can actually get through the levels a lot quicker once you do get like, like once I was once I beat the game, my whole goal was to get gravity and holy, so I don't have to worry about uh, trying because like, you have to get lucky with the magicite sometimes, and there'd be some levels where you didn't get the two magicites to combine to get holy, and that'd be frustrating. So. Um, but I would I would give it a two and a half. Okay. Oh, there's one thing we didn't talk about. There's like uh, 
like reskins for your character you can get. They don't really give you. Oh yeah. You don't. They don't really give you any added bonus, but besides like changing the look of your character, and what the reskin is is like so, like the Black Knight was one of the characters. You could use that skin if you wanted to look like the Black Knight. The only thing is, it has to be the same race and the same sex that your character is to use it. And those you get from funding all the the Mog stickers? Yeah, the Mog stickers or in the um, post-dungeons, you can get, uh, there's drops of them too. Okay. So that's another reason to keep doing the dungeons um, to get some of those character drops, but that's only if you're like a hundred percent completionist, and that's just I'm um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. And uh, I guess speaking of the black light uh, or the black knight, um, it's time for the last musical break, and the song I chose is "Oh Light," which is the black knight's theme. So uh, enjoy that, and we'll come back to close out the show and tell you all about the next game we're playing. playing 13 sentinels aegis rim next but i don't remember if we agreed on like bird story and the sequel after that uh it's kind of like an interim thing i think that's like that's on the docket but 
I got excited about this game, so <laughs> I started playing already. Yeah. So. All right. Well, as soon as I'm done, uh, I think with Mad Max or whatever, like doing this fucking online shit, I'll probably start that up because I have it sitting in front of me. I'm just got different priorities sometimes. Like it's one of those things where I spent money on this game and I was planning on playing it eventually to get all the trophies, but I have to play it now. Right. So kind of like threw a wrench in the fucking whole plan, but it is what it is. It's not, it won't take me much longer. I could probably be done uh, either today or tomorrow and then start up 13 Sentinels, which I'm really hyped to start up after your brief uh, story overview you gave me. Yeah, it's definitely a story that you don't know what's going on. Like, ten hours in, I still i am not sure who's the bad guy and who's the good guy and what really is going on. So that's pretty cool that, like, I haven't figured it out. So it's definitely a unique story. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that. And then other thing, so, yeah, we got Bird Story and the one after that. I'll probably just do those as, like, one combo review. And then Blaine and I are probably going to do Ghostbusters, the video game remaster. Like the one that like is in continuity and uh, continues on after Ghostbusters 2. Just for like an October Halloween thing. Um, I think we're just going to do is like a bonus episode for RPG show. We're going to okay. do that format on it. Um, if anybody's listening and wants to join us, let me know and we'll... We'll see if we can get you in. Um, no promises, though. Uh, All right. Well, sounds good. Like I would join, but uh, I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan, and I don't feel like spending money on a game I wasn't really planning on buying in the first place anymore. I used to do that, and I'm kind of trying to cut back. Yeah. I was a huge Ghostbusters fan growing up, so... I've been. I wanted to play it last year in October, but then Trails came out, and I didn't. I just never mm. got back around to it. So this year, I want to try to play it for October Halloween type game. So okay. Um, yeah, Nicole and I are going to be playing the uh, Until Dawn and Man of Medan and whatever the fuck. Oh, Until Dark, Dawn's pretty good. Have you ever played that? Uh, yeah, we played it uh, like a month or two after we first started dating. We played it together. We. Uh, changed controllers like between each chapter. Okay. And every time she played, she like saved everybody. But then every time I played, somebody died. <laughs> and she, unfortunately for her, uh, it was my uh, time to play during the last chapter. And like there's a part where like uh, you're in the house and there's a, the Wendigo there, and one of the characters is like, "Don't move." And you ran. But I was like, uh, "Yeah, fuck this, I'm leaving." So I booked it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a gas leak, and someone flipped the switch to the light and then blew up the house. <laughs> yeah. It was good fun. Uh, Nicole's like, are you fucking serious? Like, you just killed everybody. And I was like, well, my bad. <laughs> well, you could reload the save right before that, couldn't you? Uh, maybe, but, like, we didn't care that much, because it was her account, so I wasn't, like, worried about trophies or anything. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's that's good. That's probably gonna be one of our shortest reviews. I think only like yeah. twenty minutes. So. Ah well, I mean, there's not much to talk about, and we don't have uh, Travis here being a shithead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, like I guess if it was like more of a bad game or more of a good game, it'd be more to talk about. But it was just kind of a 
okay game. So. I just think it's one of those games that people don't know anything about, really. So at least we can get that out there where you can decide for yourself after hearing us talk about it. But like I was saying, like it's it's definitely a unique game for someone that's into this kind of thing, dungeon crawling. Yeah, but try the free version first. Uh, you can take your progress from the free version to the uh, purchase version, and you can also play uh, with people that have the purchase version if you have the free version. Uh, but just you can only transfer the data one time. Uh, so if you like, you play free on mobile and you buy it on the PS4 or the Switch or whatever the fuck, you can only transfer the data once from your mobile version uh, to your console version, you, and you can't change it back to the mobile. So you can't, like, progress on your PS4 and then go back to your plan on your phone. Which is kind of shit, but uh, that's the way they wanted to do it, I guess. So, uh, I guess that wraps about up. So, uh, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, we do have a Discord. Please come and join us in discussion. Uh, Usually, uh, there's lots of good things happening there. Sometimes there's a bunch of fucking weird shit happening, though. And... uh, it's just uh, it's a uh, kind of a luck of the draw. What you get, uh, maybe you could be one of the weird ass people that come in and freak people out. Yeah, who knows? You'd be one of those people that show up for one day and then never show up again. Yeah, or you could be one of the people that uh, shows up and says like one sentence and then never says anything for two weeks and then shows up and says like another sentence again. And it's like okay, <laughs> like welcome back. We're doing great. How are you doing? Oh, all right, bye. <laughs> Catch in two weeks. Yeah. Um, we do have an Amazon affiliate link as well, but I do not know if it works. I fuck. I keep forgetting to check on that because uh, I know, like, I think it was affiliated with the Google tweets account we had or under Brent, but they wouldn't let me transfer that over because of like it was in his name, and I'm like, like his family needs to do that, and they never did. So it's been, like, deleted or something. Who knows? I'll figure that shit out, and we'll get that fixed. Worst case scenario, we'll just make a new Amazon affiliate account and go from there. Um, as usual, uh, you can always check our friends Blaine and Jane out. Uh, James, not Jane. Sorry. <laughs> Blaine <laughs> and James uh, on the Is It Worth It podcast, where they talk about uh, random ass experiences presumably expensive uh, games and if they're worth the buy or even the play uh, that's all just a guesswork on my account I've never listened to the podcast so I can't tell you what the fuck it's about um, generally that's but evidently pick a game and then they tell you if it's worth it it's not yeah. like, I think at first it was like uh, when he first started doing it it was if it's worth, worth buying because it's like a rare game and then it just turned yeah. into like this game's worth playing so fair enough that's probably a good uh way to go as well because uh, there's only so many rare games you can talk about yeah, yeah. um yeah so uh Do we as have... always thank the only th- what's that the only thing i was going to ask is like the email uh brent had an email do you have access to that i was gonna i guess we can figure that out later but no that's the one the the google suite so like the the account he used for the podcast was like some Google Suite account or something, and it was like a, uh, it was like podcast at RP Gamer, 
or RP. Yeah, it was like podcast at the RPG show dot com, and uh, I guess he was paying for that separately from the website. Oh, so uh, I don't like I didn't have access to any of that, so uh, it's kind of I guess it's just been deleted. I don't know how that works. Yeah, so don't. So we probably that one anymore. I guess if you really want to get a hold of us, not on Discord, you can uh, send us a message on Facebook because we both have access to that still. Yeah. Uh, fuck, there's something else I was going to say, because you brought it up about fucking Brent. Shit. Twitter? Oh, the Twitter, I don't use that. You can you can do all the tweet, tweeting you want on that shit, but I don't use Twitter at all. Uh, I mean, there is a Twitter account, it's probably dead. <laughs> no, it's still alive, like, every time I post the show, it'll send a tweet out, like, automatically. Oh, okay. So that's still going on. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um... Fuck, but there was something else. God damn it. Well, um, maybe I'll remember next time. Alright. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, bye everybody. Bye everyone. Bye everybody. Bye, everybody.